Welcome to Quilt and Tell, where quilters who love all aspects of the craft, from traditional and contemporary to art and modern, share their passion and perspectives on all things quilty. I'm Tracy Mooney. I'm Lori Baker. And I'm Ginger Sheehy Danik. Today is another bonus social distancing episode of the podcast. So Lori, Ginger, and I are going to have a nice chat. We also have a letter from a reader, so stay tuned. How are you today, ladies? Coping. <laughs> yes, that's that's a great way to say it. Even I could hear the angst in your voice, Tracy or uh, Lori. So yeah, no yeah. coping. I think that's good. I think it's starting to feel really real right now. <laughs> Isn't that I, the truth? I believe that. Yeah, I, I think towards the end of last week, I was really fighting back tears a lot. Mm. And I think it's just important for us to all feel what we're feeling. Right. Definitely. And, just, and get it out. Yes. Yep. Just let it out. Let it go. Cause it does feel better just to get it all out. And then, um, I think I had mentioned to you both that, you know, I am just so incredibly thankful that I've got my sewing and my quilting. It definitely helps with the stress. Don't you think, Lori? I think so. Um, I think it's really important for us to be honest. Um, so everybody else doesn't feel weird. You know, if if everybody else sees me putting on my fake phony smile and gee, life is good and I'm having a ball, then that just makes them feel bad if they're not having a ball, too. Yeah. Oh, that's a good I like that. Uh, that's mm -hmm. a, definitely it's OK to, to feel that way. But yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, I saw a post about um, people who have panic disorders and that a lot of people with, with who regularly deal with that are doing better with social distancing and people who are extrovert extroverts like me are struggling. And I feel like I'm sort of, you know, both I can I totally am usually fine being home for days on end and have no problem. But ever since they started the shelter in place. I've had this mild panic under everything. Well, there's a difference between being told to stay in and then being able to just stay in on your own. You That's know, true. It's a, I think that makes a big, big difference. And having that looming over you, uh, for me, it was definitely going into the stores this weekend. Everybody was wearing masks and every you had to like line up to get into stores. And I told my husband, I came back, I was like, That's it. I'm done. You're doing all the shopping from here on out. I can't mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't gone out in, I don't even remember the last time I went out because when the social distancing started, no, it had to be before that. I went for a drive and we went for a little hike and that was nice. Um, but for the past, oh gosh, over probably two weeks, I think I've been in the house and only my husband has gone out. That's hard. Yeah, it, it is. is. It's, it's really difficult. hard. Well, and it's funny because I literally right the week before this all happened, I bought a new car and I oh, haven't no. only been able to drive it like maybe four times and Aww. that's it. It's so funny. So it's a lease. So I'm going to have plenty of miles. <laughs> I can save me. I'm not going to be wasting my miles. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's sad. It still has that new car smell. By now it would have been all stinky <laughs> of me. So. <laughs> well, you can go sit in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you believe me, I have. <laughs> I have. I <laughs> have. I've, I've gone in, listened to a podcast, and then hopped out. You know, it's oh, awesome. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, what about you, Lori? You just had a birthday. Yeah. I did. Aww. So that made last week really hard. 
Um, It was a milestone birthday. We planned this great big party with family and friends coming from out of state. And then all of this happened and the party went out the window. Um, But then my sister called on my birthday morning and said she had a couple of friends that needed a lesson on how to do binding all by machine, which is the way I do. Mm -hmm. And she didn't feel like she could quite present it. Would I do a Zoom call and, and help her two friends with that? And I said, well, sure, why not? And spent ah. a couple of hours getting a quilt ready with the four steps that I needed to show her friends. And then when I called the Zoom call, it was actually my family. Um, Aww. It was my, a surprise my Zoom. Children, my it. grandchildren, nieces, their children, and of course, my sister. Um, so it was really a high spot, just Aww. really a high spot. Oh, I love that. It's the surprise Zoom party. I love yeah. it. <laughs> That's awesome. But I seriously, can we go back and can you do the machine binding thing and do a Zoom with me on that? <laughs> <laughs> there I was like you getting go. all jealous. I'm like, well, oh, man. <laughs> except after the call and I realized I didn't need to teach her friends, I went ahead and finished the binding. So <laughs> if I want to teach you how to do it, I have to get another quilt ready. So I need a few days. Oh, shucks. Oh, well, Lori, I'm so sad that you had to go through all of that, but I'm glad it had a happy ending. <laughs> it did. It did. And and one of my good friends and uh, my youngest son organized a card shower. Oh, um, and and I'm still getting cards. Um, Aww, that's so nice. that's fun, too. Uh, well, really I can nice. only imagine like we love you to so many pieces. So your family just got to be gaga about you. So. <laughs> well, thank you. And I know I you shared a picture of like a screenshot of your Zoom. Can we share that on the show notes page to show everybody what that looked like? Oh, yeah. It was so fun. It really was. And I'd be happy to share that. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I can't I've, wait to see it. I've got a milestone birthday coming up next month. And um, and the interesting thing was, you know, we're near Red Rocks. Um, Red Rocks is actually about four miles from my house. And for Christmas, I bought my son's tickets for a concert. And a few months ago, I realized that it the concert was a week before my birthday and I'm turning 50. And oh. so I thought, oh, I'm going to have to plan a little shindig when the boys are here and, um, you know, and introduce them to all of our new friends and have a little birthday party. Well, I I guess I'm next in having a party that it looks like we're not really going to be able to have a party. <laughs> so mm. I'm I'm looking to you, Lori, for guidance and on how that worked and um and hopefully I can have a Zoom call too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It it made the day lots brighter. I bet. I bet. Did you at least have some cake or something? Oh yes, my husband made a cake. I had a cake mix, so that part wasn't hard. Okay. <laughs> but then we do, uh, it was German chocolate cake, and I make my German chocolate frosting from scratch. Mm. And he had a little trouble with that part. <laughs> it's the effort that counts, though, yes. right? I'm like, exactly. that is amazing. <laughs> exactly. Nice. So are you guys, how are you doing on your projects? That's the important part, right? That's the the stress release for us. So how is is that going? Lori, why don't you go first? 
Okay, well, first of all, I've been talking about the mouse house. Mm-hmm. And the mouse house is done. Yeah. Um, and right. it's so cute. And we will put pictures on the show notes page. Um, and then of course the quilt that I bound in order to be able to teach the lesson. I finished that. And I'm working on for an upcoming blog, a serger quilt. And I am ready to start putting the pieces and parts of that together. Is that the one that you had a kit from Shannon Fabrics? No, I decided not to do that because the backing in the kit is all one big piece and I'd have to cut it up in order to make it on the serger. So I'm just going to do that as a whole separate project because it's really, really pretty fabric. Nice. So why why this quilt in particular on the serger? Any reason? Or you just want to try it? Or what's your reasoning? Um, it's actually a fun thing for people to know how to do if they've got mm-hmm. a serger. So I just thought it'd be a fun thing to tell the readers of my blog how to do that. Because it's a real fast way to get um, a utility quilt. The one you throw in the trunk of your car. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of quilt. It's not for for a beautiful quilt that has lots of intricate piecing because it's a little harder to be precise. Nice. So you're saying it's perfect for an end of the world type of scenario. I like <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm liking this. <laughs> so what about you, Tracy? What have you been working on? So I'm uh, still working on my trip around the world. I honestly haven't had much time um, with with everything going on here. My my daughter's health hasn't been that great in the past mm. week. And then with Bryce here, it's just been a little bit chaotic. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when I um, when I'm in a bad space mentally it's hard for me to stop and sew but that's the thing i need to do so where i am now is i actually have um most of the blocks unpicked you know how you do that tube and you cut and then you unpick them in the in different Mm -hmm. spots so that you get the the right pattern they are unpicked and they're on the board next to the sewing machine ready to go so that's where i am so that's been kind of nice to actually have something to do just sitting on the couch while we're watching movies and tv shows (laughs) so that's what i've been doing what about you ginger okay so i took my traumatic experience going shopping this weekend and seeing all the masks and everything and i was finally like i'm making some masks so i did i found the um on uh, uh the quilting daily site they had a link to the joann's um had a link for it was a youtube video on how to make them and i looked through a bunch of them and that one just seemed the easiest mm-hmm. plus i had all the materials except and this is kind of a side question i have for you guys in making them um uh how important is stabilizer because i couldn't find stabilizer anywhere i thought i had some here and i dug through everything and kind of reorganized stuff which was nice but i don't have any stabilizer i went to the store this is when i went and and tried to do it um and there was just nothing like i mean there was a line at walmart literally in the fabric department and i mean people were just taking reams of fabric and standing in line to get it cut and the shelves were empty and so i was like oh wait i guess i'm doing it without stabilizer (laughs) 
So I didn't know when I go to wash them, if that's when it's going to be an issue or I, I, how important is that? The so ones I've been... that I made, I made with instructions from Kaiser Permanente because I thought, well, you know, oh, a yeah. healthcare company, they would probably yeah. have the best instructions and they did not use stabilizer in theirs. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. That makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. I was just like, ah. And I mean, they turned out great. I didn't have any issues. I just thought maybe when I go to wash them, they might be. But Mm -hmm. I used all the lovely fabrics that uh, Hope Yoder had sent. She sent me a a, a stack of them. I have a a picture up in my um, uh, Instagram if anybody wants to go see all the beautiful fabrics that she sent. Uh, But yeah, so I guess I'll find out later. But they're pretty thick and I doubled them up. So I feel pretty good about them. And um, they haven't fallen apart yet, which is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the other cool thing is that uh, for my daughter, she wanted some. She had picked out some very specific fabric and I made her matching scrunchies, which it was so much fun. So I have pictures of those, too, that I'll share with you guys. Um, That's a great idea. Yeah. So that was actually it was her idea. She was like, what if we do scrunchies, too? I was like, perfect. So we did one for her and her friend have matching ones now. So um, because we have still the kids in the neighborhood, they go out there and everything. So I was like, all right, well, the least they can do is wear masks when they're out there running around. Well, here's here's something interesting, because I actually was asked, well, let's say I volunteered. So I have a friend Mm -hmm. who has um, a daughter. She actually she has 10 kids and one of her daughters was born with an extremely rare disease. And it's I believe it's called um, black fan diamond anemia. And she almost died. And they were told she wasn't going to live past six or something like that. Oh, wow. I could be wrong, but it's it was very dire. And her daughter actually just turned 21. And oh, the amazing thing is that she decided that she wanted to be a nurse. And she was placed in a hospital in January. And then all of this hit. So my friend did a post she's not a sewist she doesn't quilt she you know she's made things um but you know is not experienced and she went to joanne's because she found out that her daughter was being allotted one mask per week at the hospital and she works in the pediatrics ward so i'm not exactly sure how much in contact she is with people who have COVID 19 however she is in the hospital And she is interacting with patients. So um, she went to Joanne's and was, of course, turned away, didn't realize the stores were closed and did this long post on Facebook about how frustrated she was and that she tried to sit in the car and place an order online so that she could just get it. And she wasted, you know, two hours of her time and came home with nothing. And she was beyond upset. The thing that sort of frustrated me was by the time I had seen this in my feed, the first person who commented offered to sell her masks. And I just thought, you know, come on, people. This is for a hospital worker. So I commented and I said, let me know what you need. Yeah. So I've been trying to connect with Heather over the weekend. We were trying to do a Zoom call and she's just so busy that she keeps either falling asleep or or missing me and um but in the meantime i've been looking up which kind of mask to make i've got two friends who are nurses actually more than that but two friends who've commented on some of the posts i've done about um because 
All right. So over the weekend, New York Times had actually posted about what fabric is good. And they said, if you're lucky enough to know a quilter, Mm -hmm. quilting cotton actually filters out 70 to 79 percent of um, the particles in the air or whatever. And so it's actually one of the best things. So if you have two layers or or three layers of quilting cotton, I think that's pretty good. So I looked up several different patterns that were done by hospitals or by nurses. And I'm kind of thinking what I'm going to do is I'm just going to make them a few different styles and send them to them and see which one she prefers. Um, But so back to your stabilizer question. Mm -hmm. Uh, None of the patterns I've seen required stabilizer. Yeah, this was just the one. And that was the only thing I didn't have. And I was like, all right, well, of all the list, I was like, that's the one that I have pretty much everything. And I knew I could do it without the stabilizer. And the fabric that I got, it's super thick. So, I mean, I I feel like it's it's doing a good job. Yeah. I just don't know if I wash them, if it's going to fall apart. Oh, no, it should be fine. I mean, especially if you're using quilting cotton, you're and you are because you're using Hope's fabric. So you're fine. Yes. Um, No, I I feel pretty good about it. I (laughs) think that at Joann's, they have different levels of Mm -hmm. cotton in their cotton so the people who are non-sewers who asked me what kind of fabric to buy and i knew they were buying from joann's i asked them to buy the the premium quilters Mm -hmm. cotton um, because that one is the thickest of their fabrics so their calico is not as thick and that probably would need a stabilizer but that's not what you're using yeah um a lot of the patterns that i've looked at have um several layers and then they have an opening so that you can put a filter in there uh, because I imagine what what my friend's daughter is probably going to do is use these over the mask that the hospital mm-hmm. provides so that she can swap that out. And if not, I would want her to be able to put something in between the layers that mm-hmm. will add her give extra protection. The other thing yeah. that nurses have my friends who are nurses have said is that the important thing is that there's no um there's no gaps when you put it on your face Mm -hmm. so if there's a space where your nose is or on the sides that's a problem so you want to make sure that you're taking in some tucks on the side Mm -hmm. and so that it really is sort of form fitted to your face yeah and mine they have the elastic so for me actually the exact measurements and everything worked great and they fit on my face perfect but for my daughter i did have to take the elastic in just a little and as soon as she put it on i was like oh let me pin that in and and i did that and so i altered my mask as well (laughs) for my daughter's mask yeah so but it actually helped me really like you know because i was just making these for us so when we do go out to the store i can feel more comfortable and so can she um and i'm helping you know protect the other people that are around just in case I do have anything. So um, it did make me feel better. Like it actually did. Like I was like, okay, good. This is it's kind of a way of taking control of the situation, mm-hmm. you know, as crazy as it is. And and I was actually really surprised yet again, how therapeutic it was to just do that. And so that's what I did all day Sunday was just make a bunch nice. of them for us in the house. We have two in the car just in case, you know, so that way we've got them at all times. And she has one in her backpack and one, you know, it's like she's kind of got them stashed all over the house. But um yeah, so it did. I think it actually did help a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think one of the tips that I've read is to make sure, especially if it's one that you're leaving in a car or something, mm-hmm. um, make sure that it's two different colors on each side so you know which side is the inside. 
Ah, okay. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I didn't do that, but that's good knowing <laughs> moving forward. Right. Um, because that's you'll good need to know. To I think them. we just folded them a certain way so we knew that that was the inside. So mm, we had like the outside there and then you just fold it so we knew that would be the inside. But it was funny. My daughter was the one because we were going to put them next to each other and she was like, I don't want mine touching yours. And I was like, oh, that's a good point. So she <laughs> yeah. totally put it in like the little dash that we have like spread out in the car. It's hilarious. Like, but yeah. <laughs> well, but it did, another- it did. It did. It helped. <laughs> Another thing that I read was that batiks are particularly good to use because mm-hmm. of their their tighter weave, their firmer hand. Nice. They've been washed multiple times in hot water yeah. to get rid of that wax and it tightens up that weave. So, All yes. right. Oh, good. I have a bunch of unused batiks that I didn't know what to do with. So, there hey, now go. I know. <laughs> yeah, batiks are perfect for that. They're also, you know, better if you're sending them to a hospital than, you know, they're unisex, right? Unless they're yes. bright pink or something. Well, now that I've got these and they haven't fallen apart, I may look to see if I can actually do some for a hospital. So thank you guys for the advice. I was definitely like not sure. So that's awesome. And then the other thing that I was working on, which if anybody goes to my Instagram, I'm trying to do this uh, ally quilt for our bedroom. And I guess I also wanted advice on like organization because it's like hundreds of pieces that I'm dealing with here. And it's so funny because I've like kind of started to put the blocks together and I'm doing them that way. And then I'm like, oh, but then if I take that one whole stack and just put those all together, then I can go to the next stack. And I didn't find that satisfying because I worked so hard and then all I had was one little stack and there were still so many more. So I went back to trying to put like block by block and just go through and piece them all together that way. Does Is there a rhyme or reason or is it all just like kind of whatever works for you? <laughs> As far I'd as organizing say, your bot blocks? Yeah, as well, working? just, yeah, yeah. And like putting everything, piecing everything together because it's a lot of putting the uh, curves together. And then once I put those curves together, then I have to put them in a row and then I've got to put them into the blocks and do all of that. So I just didn't know. And it didn't really give you any like, you know, hey, do it this way. I, you know, I know once I get all the curves done and everything's cut and it all is perfect and I can put it all together, I know how to do it that way. But to actually put all the curves together because I have to sew each one. You know, is there a rhyme? I don't know. You just did your big project, Tracy. So I don't know if there was like a specific way you had to do that or if it's just kind of you get into your own motion and that's what you stick with. Are the are the fabric colors the same for each of the pieces you're putting together? No, they're not. So I have them in stacks. So I've literally like stacked out like kind of um, each um, one. There's uh, 16. Yeah, 16 blocks total. Um, in one block, basically, kind of, because once you get your 16, then that creates kind of like that one owl eye, and then it moves on to the next. So okay. right now I'm in that process of putting all those curves that I just cut, the huge stacks, like I'm making them into the the curve block. The way that always works best for me, and this is me and my personality, is to do the same thing to each of the blocks, because if okay. I get one finished, then it's like, oh, now I know what it looks like. Okay, good. And it kind of removes was the motivation too. to keep going and make the rest of the blocks. It definitely felt more satisfying when it was like I would take like I'd basically just kind of put each individual block of the curve together and then put the whole thing together. So I get that bigger block that actually shows me what it's going to look like. It was way more satisfying, but it took me all day. Like it takes me all day just to do that one. But it took me just as long just to go through a stack of one pile to put those all into curves and cut them and get them nice and neat. So it was kind of like, okay, good. That makes me feel better, Lori, that uh, (laughs) you kind of had that same philosophy. (laughs) 
Yeah, and it's not like you have a design wall where you can put them up and you can no, see your I progress. Don't. No, I need Nor- Laura Lori's uh, sun oh, yeah. thing. Right? Oh, yes. I wish. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> For our listeners, Lori, why don't you tell them what you did? Because I don't think we've mentioned your design wall. Okay, so so we went to one of the big stores. Uh, I don't remember Home Depot or something like that, and bought a. Uh, a roll-down shade that you're supposed to use on the outside of your house to block the sun. And I don't remember the dimensions anymore, but but it's more it than like seven 120. feet long. Yeah, it was like um, 120 and, inches, I thought. And it, we put it up clear at the top of the ceiling on the wall, and then I can roll it down as far as I want to roll it down. I attached my uh, flannel to the bottom of it, so I can roll the curtain down, attach my pieces of my quilt, and then roll it back up. So I'm always working at a comfortable height. It's just really fun to work with. Oh, my goodness. It's brilliant. It's so <laughs> smart. The mind of a quilter. Well, no, see, again, I have to give credit to that one to my husband because I told him what I wanted. And he said, well, how about if we do this? So you're going to have to start Genius. renting him out. Right. right. <laughs> he bakes, he does this, he does that. You know, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's just genius to think of something that's you can get in the hardware store that's just a big shade and turn it into exactly what you need. Perfect. Exactly. Fun. Just genius. Nice. My husband's got to get on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm all inspired to like go make things. Yay. You know, and I want to make some masks and feel like I'm I'm contributing because I think that's part of the problem is that I've been feeling a little bit down. And if I do something for mm-hmm. someone else, I'll feel much better. Yeah, it works. Yep. I highly recommend it. Mm. It, it felt great. And it, it was just for us, but still it felt great. And and I guess the bigger picture, too, because when I go out with it now, it's like I do feel like I'm helping. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Even if it's just containing your, your allergy mm-hmm. sneezes, right? That yep, everyone freaks exactly. out about. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I've I've been enjoying going out on my porch because, you know, I live in an apartment, but we have got a little a little um, balcony. And I sat out there yesterday in the sun because it was a nice day and it helped. It just made me feel like I was going out of the house, even though I'm trying to do my part and stay in. Yep. No, I did all of my meetings yesterday outside on oh, the, uh, smart. The, just our front porch. And it was nice. awesome. It was really, it just felt so good. And plus it gave the family a break from me too. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I feel that. All right. Well, do you guys want to move over to um, hearing the letter that just came in? Absolutely. I yeah. think you're going to like this one because it's kind of nice. So the letter is from... Um, and forgive me again, because, you know, I'm just doing my best job to try and pronounce these last names. Um, Paulette Gabory, and she's from McCook, Nebraska. Her letter says, Dear Quilt and Tell, I cannot begin to express my thanks to you for keeping us all sane during this adventure we call life now. I'm a 59-year-old retired graphic designer who lives in southwest Nebraska. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Boulder. My husband and I drive cars, well, we did before COVID-19, for our local car dealer. And I listen to your podcast to keep me company on the drives. I've been quilting for most of my adult life as my paternal grandmother, 
her name is Bobby Fulton, taught me after my first child was born. She would spend a week in October, our birthday month, with me, and we would take a trip to the fabric store and spend the week sewing. Grandma Bob did things the old way and never wasted anything. The first quilt we made is hanging behind my bed. It is faded and well-loved. She was born in 1907 and lived to the ripe old age of 105. Whoa. She was widowed at 37 years old with five children to raise. So she used her sewing skills and became a tailor to put food on the table. Her vision began failing later in her life, and she didn't sew much towards the end. Before she passed, she shared several amazing treasures. A small, hard-sided Samsonite suitcase under her bed. In it was a quilt that she made in 1932 while expecting her only son. Hand-embroidered, put together, and hand-quilted by my grandmother and her mother, Amelia Rogers. I would love to display this somewhere, but I'm afraid at this point the sun and air would destroy it. It sits in the suitcase above my sewing table so she can see what I'm doing. And I'll share a picture of that quilt on the, on the show notes page. Another treasure we discovered was a stack of quilt blocks that were embroidered by my great-grandma Rogers, my grandmother, my oldest aunt, and my own mother. I put these together and made a quilt for my mother out of it. I don't have a photo of this one as it is at my mom's in North Platte, Nebraska. Both of these treasures now have a label telling their story. The beginning of 2020, as I was driving down I-80 listening to your podcast, you gave me a gift. You mentioned a sewing show that would be happening at the end of February in Washington State. I looked up, looked it up and discovered the Sewing and Stitchery Expo. The gift being that our son and his wife live in Auburn, Washington, and her family live in, I don't never know how to pronounce the name of where this is. It's Puyallup. How do you say that? Do you guys know? <laughs> I've always no heard Puyallup. Puyallup. Okay. That sounds logical. Okay, so we're <laughs> going to say Puyallup. If I'm butchering it, y'all can let me know. Okay, so after discussing this with the hubby, the son, daughter-in-law, and her mom, we flew out for that amazing expo. My daughter-in-law's mother is also a sewist, and we spent three days going to classes and wandering the expo. My husband and son spent the entire time doing a woodworking project together. The amazing gift was spending time with our son and daughter-in-law as this craziness was just beginning. We flew back to Denver on March 1st, just as the world was closing down. How grateful we are that we got to spend that time with them before all this hit, as who knows when we will see them again for a hug. So thank you very much for keeping me company while I drive, and now as I sew, and for keeping us informed as to shows and such around the country. Isn't that great? That's oh my goodness, awesome. that's so great. Oh my God, it's like, oh, remember times past. <laughs> yeah. oh, and remember, so remember when they actually had expos. Yes. <laughs> you could walk and actually see people and touch right. them. <laughs> and they were a little crowded. <laughs> yeah, now it's like we'd kill for the crowds. We're right. like, oh, come on. Yeah. Oh, that's so wonderful. And oh my goodness, I just, I can't believe. There's got to be something she can do with that quilt that's in that suitcase, though. Like, is it okay to bring it out? Or is is she right? Like, will the elements destroy it? Sunlight is is the enemy of old fabrics. Oh, that's so sad. Like, it is. Oh. 
Yeah. And if she wants to protect it, it's probably in a good space. You know, Um, if she had a a spot that was not near windows, she could probably put it there. Maybe put it out there. But another thing she's going to have to do is make sure that she refolds it every once in a while and make Mm -hmm. sure that it's in good shape. Yeah. Oh, well, but it's so nice, though, that it does at least sit up in the suitcase and watches over. You know, she's her grandmother's watching over everything. I love that. Love it. I did, too. Got goosebumps up and down my spine. Oh, yay. Thank you for reading that, Tracy. That was great. I like that one. I'll share the pictures that she sent on the show notes page, like I said, because it's really lovely. You guys are just going to love it. And it's that lovely, you know, 1930s green. Uh Yes. Yeah. So it's just really sweet. So thank you, Paulette, for for writing in. Um, We actually would love to test out something. And um, so, you know, everyone has a cell phone and they've got usually you've got a voice memo thing. So if you've got a question for us, we'd love it if you asked your question using your voice memo and then email it to the quilting podcast and we and the email address is on the show notes page so you can just copy and paste it and we're going to try that next time we do a bonus episode and see if we can drop in an actual person asking a question because maybe like ginger you might be listening and have a question yes I think that would be great. And I think we're all becoming, uh, you know, IT experts now, you know, right. recording from our closets and like figuring out all these things. So let's, let's, let's up our Annie. Let's, let's add some voices. Yes. And, and like Ginger said, uh, Ginger and I are both recording from our closets because that's got a nice, um, the fabric is creating a nice little buffer for the sound. So it's not too echoey, just like we would be in the studio that, that we have, you know, fancy things up on the wall to protect the sound. And Lori, what are you doing? You're not in your closet. I'm not in the closet. I'm in the corner of my bedroom with the, the armoires covered with quilts so that there's not that hard surface for the sound to back up, bounce off of. So it, it takes me five minutes to get set up to record because I have to bring my card table and chair and then cover the furniture. (laughs) And it's just funny. Oh yeah. No, it's a big ordeal. Like it's like, okay, it's podcast day. I'm moving everything. (laughs) I'm in the closet with the ironing board set up in front of me as my table. (laughs) I am seriously going to try the ironing board next time because I do tend to like bang on things. So I think that's brilliant, Tracy. That's a a really good idea. Cushioning so that I can, you know, don't, I tell you, though, we go back to the studio. I'm going to miss seeing my shoes. <laughs> it's nice to have this alone time with them. <laughs> that is so well, and we talked about doing photos of, of what we did. So during work time today, I dusted in my bedroom so that the, the photo would be good. How often do you get to dust on work time? Right. Yeah, that's advantage. a part of it. Yep. I, I, I know. To, let's all see that effort. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I needed to take a, a picture yesterday of um, my sewing basket, like where my scraps are kept and uh, for an article that I'm writing for the next quilt maker. And um, so I had to set up my des- little portable design wall and, and the, the scrap basket and put a few things up on it. And um, and I was kind of cracking up because I, there I was playing with my scraps in the middle of the day and it was kind of bringing me joy. <laughs> yes. And you were working. I was working. It's true. <laughs> Definitely true. 
Well, thank you so much, ladies. It has been fun being, you know, cooped up with you two. <laughs> Definitely. Let's For do it sure. again. <laughs> it, it's like the highlight of my week now. Yep, <laughs> Chatting I to agree. you from the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks guys yeah talk to you next week all right right. bye-bye bye-bye thanks so much for listening to quilt and tell remember you can find more information about our sponsors or what we talked about today in our show description if you haven't already subscribed find us on apple podcasts spotify stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts and please tell your friends thanks for listening and happy quilting The Quilt and Tell podcast is produced by me, Tracy Mooney, and our executive producer of podcasts is Jared Mayer.